Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Hello, my dear ones. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for today's episode. I love it so much. I loved our guest. We had such a connecting, bonding conversation. And I love that she she taught me things that I had never thought about in the way she presented them. And it was so clarifying for me. And this episode is really targeted for women, and it's about the three primary feminine wounds. However, if you are male or male-identifying, I these wounds are inside all of us, for sure. So whoever you are, however you identify, I believe these wounds are going to speak to you, and you will identify from them and see how they have blocked you on your path at various points in your experience. And before we go any farther down this topic, I would love to share with you one of my favorite things in the world, and that's a listener review. And I got the greatest review from, I'm going to pronounce this Jocelyn Graham (laughs) from the United Kingdom. That's J-O-S-C in Graham from the UK. And this person says, my new favorite podcast. Yay. Thank you so much. As a soulful entrepreneur, I adore the topics and guests on this podcast. It really helps me to open to the excitement of possibilities and learn new approaches. Yes, it's exactly what I try to do. Thank you so much. And thank you, dear listener, for that amazing review. I am so grateful for you. And I love this review because it talks about the guests that open up the excitement of possibilities and new approaches, which I think is what will happen for you today with our guest, L.A. DePosen. And if you're feeling so called to give some listener love, to this podcast, there is a link in the show notes where you can leave a review. And I would be so grateful for your time and to know how this podcast reaches you and makes your life better, hopefully. And I will read your amazing words on the air. So let's get to today's episode. We reveal what the three feminine wounds are, how they show up in areas of our lives, and what we can do to heal from these wounds. My guest, LA, and I end on an invitation that will have you embracing and embodying your divine feminine energy in ways that invites in more joy and success than you could ever imagine. So please, please stay with us until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. 
Hey there, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we have big soul missions, and we yearn to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of over 1,900 leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Find a link to join on my website, alisonscammell.com, or in the show notes. Today's guest is Ele Duposen. She is a spiritual mentor, healer, priestess, published author, and host of the Sacred Roots podcast. She founded the Sacred Roots Modern Mystery School, where she helps women entrepreneurs, feminine leaders, and way showers live their purpose, lead in soul alignment, and embody their feminine energy so that they can impact more people and experience freedom, abundance, ease, and flow. I received so much from LA's wisdom. Please enjoy. Welcome, LA, to Soul Guide Radio. Thank you, Anissa. So glad to be here. And I'm really excited for the conversation that we're about to start. I think it's going to be very juicy. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So we're talking about one of the topic that I love to talk about is divine feminine energies and feminine wounds as well as part of our energy is, you know, our wounds as, as, as part of that. And I do like to explore topics that other people aren't talking about. And I like to go in a couple layers deeper than you might hear on other podcasts. So I'm really excited to dive in. So why don't you start by telling us what are the three feminine wounds? What does that mean? Are, are those wounds that women tend to carry? And, you know, what are, what are they? <laughs> the feminine is rising. I think we see it everywhere. We hear it everywhere and we feel it in our bones as well. And so what that means is that everything that is surrounding the feminine, the goddess energy is coming up on the surface and we have to look at it and we have to face it. And with it, because we live in a world of duality, comes light, but also comes darkness. And we are really invited to face our feminine wounds because it's actually through this feeling of our wounded feminine that we can step into the embodiment of our divine feminine and all the power and gifts that come with that. And so I really like to talk about these three wounds because I think it's the beginning of the journey, even though some people think it, oh no, you just have to be intuitive, et cetera, et cetera. If you're not doing healing work, it's a surface level embodiment. And so the wounded feminine, let's first have a look at where she comes from and who she is before we dive into the three wounds. So when your soul was created, she felt a separation from source because you are source. You have all of spirit inside of you, but you felt a sense of separation from the great mother. And then you chose biological mother that you would spend nine months in the womb and come through on earth. And when you were born from your mother, you also felt a sense of separation. And so the wounded feminine is all about unity, feeling at one with others, being connected. So the wounded feminine is craving that connection again. 
Because when you have a look at feminine and masculine energies, and we have both inside of us, and that it's just the same for men, feminine energy is all about community and oneness, whereas masculine energy is more about individuality and uniqueness. And so your wounded feminine is craving that connection, that oneness, and is actually going to negate herself in order to feel that oneness. And that could show up in three different ways. There's the witch wound, the bitch wound, and the whore wound. These are very strong words. Yeah, I, I, you know, as I hear you talking, LA, I already know which one that I have. Like, like one, when you said it, I'm like, oh, I got like, that's going on with me right now. (laughs) Yeah. And they are interconnected. So when you heal one, it can help with another, etc. And these are wounds that every single woman has them. And you might have worked on them. And if you did, I'm really happy for you. That's awesome. But it's also collective words. And we carry them from a transgenerational perspective because we have received them from our grandmothers, great-grandmothers. But we also carry them from a karmic perspective. Let's start with the witch wound. Well, of course, the witch wound, which is also known as the suppression wound, persecution wound, is that part of you that is afraid of being seen for who you are because you've been persecuted in the past or in past parallel lives or your grandmothers have like my grandmother she was the sweetest she was an angel but she was always so afraid of doing what she wanted being dressed the way she wanted one day I remember I went to grab a cup of tea and some cake with them. And she was wearing pants. And she's in the kitchen with me. And she says to me, I know I'm wearing pants. Your grandfather is not really happy. I should be wearing a skirt, but I'm so much more comfortable in pants. And like, I was in pants, of course. (laughs) I was like, mommy, like, what's wrong? Like, why are you even saying that to me? And then I reflected on that. And I thought how crazy it is that she was so ashamed of daring to follow her her own desires, do what she wants, aka wear pants instead of a skirt, then she had to like say it to someone and feel that someone was going to be on her side. So if she wasn't allowing herself to dress the way she wanted, what else wasn't she allowing to express? And for us women, when we take care of our beauty, and that is then bringing us also to the forward, which is all about sensuality, sexuality, beauty, really taking care of our, of our sacred temple of our body. That, that whole journey and th- those rituals that we do in the morning to beautify ourselves is actually very empowering. And a lot of priestesses and, and witches at the time, they understood that. And they had very deep sacred rituals to take care of their hair, their face, their makeup, their body, and all of that. But so the witch word is really that part of you that is afraid to show up to share your gifts because you're afraid of being rejected for it. And so the way that shows up in our modern society is imposter syndrome. You're abusing social media to promote your work discomfort when you're doing videos, putting low prices, being afraid of doing partnership, especially with women, having a distrust with women, a kind of competition with women. Because if you have a look at all the witch hunts and the dark ages, women who were, I don't know the right word in English, but they wouldn't go to the authority to say, oh, my sister is a witch, my mother is a midwife or a healer, you have to take her. 
when you were talking about someone else in that way, you were protecting yourself. So that created a lot of mistrust and pain amongst sisters, mother and daughters. And we still carry that in our DNA. This wound is where a lot is a source of why sometimes women are not supportive of ourselves or we're absolutely old. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I'll never forget. This has showed up a lot in my life, as I'm sure anyone listening to this can relate. I just, I'll never forget when I went to graduate school and I went to a very elite Ivy League graduate school and I came from a very humble means. I grew up on a farm in rural South Dakota. And I remember feeling so like, oh, I'm not smart enough to be here. You know, I, I had so many wounds. I probably had some witch wounds happening. And I'll never forget, we were doing some project and it was all men and me and one other woman. And I was really like, I had these ideas, but I was so afraid to say something because I thought they're not going to think I'm intellectual enough. And I remember I finally had the courage to say something. And all the men in the group were like, oh yeah, that's a good one. And she came and she was, I'll never forget it. She was like, what do you mean by that? That doesn't make any sense. Like she really like, and to this day, this was like 20 years ago. And I was just like, she was the, my, my sister. We were in this group of all men in this really masculine environment. I, I studied a very masculine field and I, I'll never forget that. Like, why didn't she support me? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think every single person, every single woman listening to this episode remembers a story where she was in the spotlight for a second or she was looked at and then another girl then took that moment away from you and rejected you for it. Yeah, so that is that is definitely part of the witch wound. And the witch wound, of course, is very present for everything that is related to our intuition or psychic powers or connection with our womb. We've all had moments like that where we had an intuition and talked about it and then we were mocked for it or rejected for it. And so we we turned our, those gifts down and we turned them off because we don't think it's safe anymore. But the truth is that... While for a very, very long time, it was safer for us to hide. Now, it's not safe for us to hide anymore. It's actually by being in your power that you are safe. Because when you are in your power, when you express all of your gifts and all of who you are, first of all, you honor yourself. You love yourself. You do it out of love for yourself. And the more you love and respect yourself, the more people are going to love and respect you because our external world is a reflection of our inner world. And when you share those gifts and all that magic that is inside of you, you really step into alignment with who you came here to be because you didn't receive those psychic abilities or intuition or gifts, you know, even if it's singing gifts or dancing gifts or the writing gifts, you didn't receive all that just to keep it for you. We are here to serve and support each other. So you, the more you use all of your magic to serve others and put it out there and don't be afraid to be in the spotlight, the more you step into alignment and then the universe also supports you because this is who you came here to be. Yeah. And the, it's not safe for us to hide anymore. That That's, you know, a bit of a paradigm shift, right? Yeah. Because most of us, especially in the spiritual realm, we've been hiding, you know? If and we've been hiding in this lifetime, we've been hiding in past lifetimes, yeah. you know, and and it's it's it is a paradigm shift, and it's I, I feel like 
that's not something you can embrace overnight. No. <laughs> right? Let it sink in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Letting it sink in. It's just like, and then as you let it sink in, you can really feel like the empowerment. It's really here to empower you and yeah. you are here to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. The throat chakra, of course, is really connected to the throat because you couldn't speak your truth. You couldn't express who you were also because of all the hangings that happened. And so if you want to work on an energetic level on your witch wound, it's really great to use toning, to learn to use your voice, to express yourself, to chant in the morning. It's, it's really powerful. It's going to unlock things. And then this throat has really strong connection with the room as well. Yeah, it's a really powerful room-throat connection. When you actually give birth, you're told you have to relax your jaw. I remember when I gave birth, I was always like relaxing my jaw, opening my mouth because it really helps to open the room and the cervix and all of that. And so energetically, it's it's really powerful to work with that chakra. Nice. All right. So the next wound is the bitch wound. And this is one that I think I'm in in the moment. I think I've got some bitch wound stuff going on because... I, yeah, I, I know that I do. I've got some healing here. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah. So I love to talk about the bitch wound because it's one that, you know, if you write which word on Google, you're going to see so many articles, but bitch wound is not something that a lot of women talk about. Though I think it's a really important one that we need to focus on. But maybe it's going to come later. So when you, when you, when you Google again, because nowadays it's just what we do, right? When we want to look up some information, have a look at the definition of the word, of the word bit. You're going to see that it says it's a woman that is unpleasant. So it says it's a person that is unpleasant and selfish, especially a woman. I thought, how curious that this is how we describe a bit, because that definition is a perspective. And so, of course, that's the perspective, potentially, of a man who wrote that, or of someone that said, that received the sacred no from that woman. So imagine you really desire something, and then you want to do it with a woman, for example. And that woman is saying no to you because it's not aligned or because I have something else to do. If you are triggered, you're going to say, well, she's unpleasant and she's selfish. So if we twist that perspective, a bitch is actually a woman that has very strong boundaries, that knows where it's worth to put her energy, and that puts herself first because she really, really understands that it is by filling her cup first that she can show up her best self for her kids, for her husband, for her business, for her friends. And her intention is to give her best to others. So if her cup is half full, she's going to take care of herself so that she can show up with the highest frequency and highest energy for others. So essentially, her sacred no might be a gift for the person that receives the no in the future. But because people don't like to be told no, people like to control others and have things their own way, a bitch is an unpleasant and selfish person, and especially a woman. You know, and I think it's it I think it's so ironic and it almost makes me laugh because I think it's so ridiculous to define a bitch that way. And so in my book, The Path of Femininity, I 
rephrase those words because the weight, the bait, and the word, they are such loaded and heavy words. So I invite you to actually express them in a different way. And so a bitch is a loving and caring woman because it's out of love for herself and for others that she sets boundaries, that she puts herself first because she knows that's how the best outcome happens. Yeah, so the the wound itself is when we feel like we are, is it when we feel like we're putting our, or when we want to put ourselves first and we want to put up the healthy boundaries, but don't because the wound is thwarting us and the wound is saying, it's bitchy, it's unpleasant to think of yourself first and put those boundaries up. Yeah. So the wound is going to make you put yourself last, deplete yourself and not there to say no. So it shows up with people pleasing, having weak boundaries. And because you have weak boundaries, people then abuse of it and then it becomes a vicious circle. And that's why I think it's so important to actually change the word bit into really she's a loving woman that understands the dynamics and how energy works. And I always give a very concrete example to my side. I say, if you've had a really busy but fun day in your business and it's 6 p.m., you're a bit tired, you want to lay down or having a bath and your kids come and knock at your door, mommy, mommy, we're hungry, can you prepare some food? Our natural tendency is going to be, okay, I'm tired, I really wanted to relax for 30 minutes, but I'll prepare food for you. So imagine you do that. You go downstairs or upstairs, wherever your home office is, you prepare the food, you eat with your kids. And then the only thing you want to do at that point is put them to bed because you really want to rest and have time to yourself because the feminine needs a lot of space and a lot of silence and a lot of rest. Then she can tap into her intuition. And so it might not be the most quality time, that dinner with your kids. What if instead you checked with your needs when you finish your work day and you say, actually, what I really need and desire now is to take that break. And you say to your kids, here's a banana, here's an apple, here's a carrot. Mommy's going to have a bath. She's going to do a meditation. She's going to do her yoga. Do whatever nourishes you, fills your cup. And mommy's going to be back in 30 minutes to prepare the most delicious meal to you. And then we'll have lots of fun. What's going to happen is that they might be like, oh no, but we're hungry. But you know, that's what it is. They have to learn to receive a no or not right now. You take time for yourself. You fill your cup. You put nice music on, candles on. You feel much better replenished. You go downstairs, all the love that you feel right now for yourself. You're going to pour that in the food that you're cooking because food is empty. We are empty. So essentially, quality of the food that you're going to pick up for your kids is going to be much better. And you're going to have much more fun with them at the table. You're going to have created a, a space where you can really be present. And so that's why I say when you fill your cup first, you make everything better. We haven't taught to behave that way. We have been taught to sacrifice ourselves, to push and put others first. And maybe that was working at a time and we thought, oh, well, if I'm giving... I might be receiving from someone else or something else. The universe is going to give it back to me. But again, there's a paradigm shift here because that doesn't work anymore. The way that the energetics and the way that we are ascending and awakening 
we are really invited to put ourselves first and fill our cup because that's how we are our best selves. And we all need to be our best selves to make this planet and society and consciousness evolve. That's a really great example of how how this can plays out. And the other thing I was thinking about is how great modeling that is for our kids and especially our daughters, you know, like yep. modeling, like, hey, you, when you have kids, <laughs> like, it's not about, I think we all had moms, like my mom was like the super mom, but she just, you know, she burned the candle at both ends and yeah. never gave her a second. She never gave herself a second. And it's really interesting with, you know, I, I, and I always say this was not my lifetime to have bad parents. So I have amazing <laughs> parents and I have an amazing mom. And interestingly, it's really difficult for her to name an emotion. Mm. Yeah, but mom, like, how do you feel? Oh, well, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do. And blah, blah, blah. she'll go into thoughts and, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, mom, I get it. How do you feel? Can you name an emotion? It makes her so uncomfortable. And I think it's like you said, I mean, I just think that's a wound that you know blocks us from tapping into our own feeling, emotions, divine feminine, you know, that embodiment, getting into that body. Like, what am I really feeling? Yeah, yeah she ever gave herself the space to go within. Not one, and like can, really not an inch. You can easily fall into that trap. You know, now I have a one-year-old. I'm like, whoa, my life is busy. How am I going to do with another kid in the future? <laughs> We really need that space to tap into our immersion, our intuition, our creativity. It's so important. It's so important. And the wound has really, you know, been with us, been with us generationally. And the wound says, oh, yeah, you got to put other people first. And it's selfish to think about your own needs and, you know, all the thoughts and social conditioning we get from it. So this is just really, you know, this is... You know, I I totally agree. LA, it's like, you know, it's like what we put up with for our lives and for generations. We as women, it just it can't be anymore. This is it. It's 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 got to stop here. It's not working because it's sacrificing half the people on the planet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ah, so good. Okay, so the whore wound. Talked about her. So the hormone, I think, is the one that is going to take the most time to decondition from society. And essentially, these three wounds are believed to have been passed down from Mary Magdalene, who was known to be a four, at least that's how we described her. And so it's very interesting to go and have a look at the antimonetic roots of the word whore. So the word whore comes from an old Sumerian word, hur, which means the womb. And in Sumerian times, also ancient Egyptian times, and until about actually 500 years before Christ, BCE, womb priestesses were, and like the womb and infertility and sacred sexuality was really respected and worshipped. You had a lot of different goddesses and a lot of different spiritual systems that were the womb goddesses, and then you had womb priestesses that were sharing their work with with everyone. And sexuality was really honored until basically it's connected to about 500 years Israel fell against the Babylonian Empire, and you had the goddess Asherah, which was a womb goddess. She was the wife 
of Yahweh from Judaism. And the king at the time was so upset that they lost all their power that he started blaming the goddess. And he said it's because of all the, of all the horror priestesses that Yahweh punished the population because they were worshiping the goddess so much and not as much Yahweh the God. And so goddess statues were destroyed, goddess temples were destroyed, and goddess and Amshera and all that feminine energy had to go at their ground. And that's where the word whore, who was a very powerful, respected word, became a prostitute. And a lot of shame and dirty energy came with it. And so today, it means that we are shamed for being too sexy. We are shamed for having a lot of libido and sleeping with a lot of men. We're uncomfortable when we are bleeding. We feel that we have to hide it. You know, we're wearing tampons, so it doesn't change our way of living. Whereas at the time when women were bleeding, they would come together in the red tents. They would bleed together. They would rest because they were considered to be the most powerful when they were bleeding. Because when you're bleeding, actually your energy field opens. We say that we're more irritable. The truth is that we're much more sensitive. We're much more receptive. We're much more intuitive. We're much more connected to spirit and able to receive messages. We're really powerful when we're bleeding. But all that has been shifted and transformed so that we were disconnected from that power that we have every single month. And so the whore wound is present today in us women when we don't feel in love with our bodies, when we don't dare to wear a skirt that is too short, on when we criticize a girl that is dancing in a way that is too sensual because we're uncomfortable with our own sensuality. And Mary Magdalene was known as a whore and it called like that a lot in the Bible and in Christianity. The truth is that she was trained in sacred sexuality and in sacred practices from the temples of Isis. And there are a lot of books and channeled books that explain how those practices were actually helping you increase your healing abilities, your magnetism, and it's believed that she actually helped with all those practices. She helped Jesus to go through the resurrection portal, the death and rebirth portal. And they were equals. Jesus and Mary Magdalene were really the sacred union. But that story has been lost, or at least it's underground. Some people know about it and are talking about it, but it's not what we are taught again in history. But history, it's his story. It's not her story. Right. Wow, that's really a beautiful journey you took us on to really understanding like how entrenched this is, how inaccurate it is, you know, how we've been reconditioned away from the truth. Really, really beautiful to understand the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and how how hundreds of years ago that there were, you know, we were in many ways living in a greater truth than we are now. Yeah, where goddesses were put on equal footing and how people were living and what they were tapping into at the time and how we've been conditioned out of that. So I'd love to talk about what, if, if listeners I know 
are identifying with one or more of these wounds. What, how do you approach the healing yeah. of these particular wounds? Like what do you recommend? You know, obviously it's always a good time to see an energy healer to dig up <laughs> some of this and have a healer hold the space for you. Yeah. And do you have like a home practice you recommend, like a daily practice or a daily check-in or not to take in a masculine approach to it, like what more can we do? But sometimes I think when people feel like, oh, I have these wounds in my my system and I, what do I, I think that's the first question. What do I do? So what do you answer? How do you answer that yeah. question when people come to you? Like, what do I do next? I think it is important though to ask ourselves, what do I do next? Because sometimes, you know, Information is, is great, but when you don't integrate it, when you don't do anything with it, it's useless. We live in an age of information and it's great, but now we need to move towards integration. So my first invitation would be for you to actually re- be really honest with everything that I shared in this episode and what did it trigger? What did it activate inside of you? How did it make you feel? Did it make you feel sad? And make you feel angry? Did, did you feel like kind of resonance in your body? Your body responding to it? Because this is giving you a sign of maybe what is ready to come out, the first wound that you're ready to heal and work through. And so I would start, I would start with really sinning with the emotions. And if you're not comfortable or are or, or not good at welcoming your emotions, maybe get support with breathwork practice or with some tapping, or maybe you can say how you're feeling and just let it free slowly. And so really welcoming the emotions and really sitting with them, I think is a more feminine embodied way of, of working through this. And then we can also call in the masculine and I have some, some particular question for each wound. So if the witch wound is resonating with you, you can ask yourself, where am I hiding? Which part of me do I think is too much, too emotional, too weird, too witchy, too creative, too out there? Which part of my personality have I dimmed because I thought it was too much, but I want to give myself permission to express it? And then I said, how can I express it? How can I take action today? Maybe it's posting something on social media. Maybe it's sharing a story. Maybe it's just having a conversation with a friend and asking to be supported to be more authentic. For the bitch wound, it would be more about asking yourself, is there something in my life that I actually really don't want to do, but I'm still doing? Where am I saying yes, but I actually no? Where am I putting others before me? And it's time to give myself what I need and what I deserve. And for the whore wound, I would go and have a look at how do I feel in my body? How connected do I feel to my senses? How much do I allow myself to have pleasure? It doesn't need to be sexual pleasure. It can absolutely be. If you want to start a self-pleasure practice, go ahead. That would be awesome. But it can also be just going for a massage, having delicious food, getting your hair done. Buying yourself that really beautiful dress that you've been wanting to buy, but you're telling yourself, oh no, when I lose some weight, maybe I'll get it. You know, no, get it now. You're beautiful now. Allow yourself to see that. Beautiful. It's a bad to take in. I know. (laughs) Good though. It's just, you know, it's just hearing you talk about it, you know, just, just 
placing our awareness on it. Yeah. These wounds are here. This is how it shows up. Here are questions you can ask or ways to approach or things you can feel to help start to release and heal. It's very relieving. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives that- you a direction. Maybe it puts words also on things you have been feeling, but not really knowing how to express them or how to work through them. And really working through those three runs is going to help you reclaim your power, reclaim your magic and step really into who you came here to be. Because slowly what you're doing is letting go of all those conditionings, all those layers that are disconnecting you from your essence. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So the whore wound. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So how do we start healing that wound? So the three questions that I shared, they were for the witch, the bitch, and the whore wound. And so the whore wound, it's really more about connecting with your body. And like I said, loving your body right now, doing some self-pleasure and honoring your sensuality connecting with your senses that's with oh. her wound okay i get it yeah so so you're what you were reflecting on just now was really for all three yeah got yeah. it okay all right so this has just been so beautiful to explore i mean this is deep stuff and it's also and it is you know it it's a wound so you know that implies that there is some pain there And I also think it's very empowering. You know, when you say it's not safe for us to hide anymore, that that just like gets me fired up. I'm just, I just resonated with that so much. Like, I'm not going to hide anymore. Like, kind of screw you. (laughs) Patriarchy or society. If you think I should hide for being who I am, I'm not going to do that anymore. So, sorry. Yeah. And it's really empowering. And, you know, the healing, you know, healing wounds like this, it's deep. You know, if I always say, if you're feeling real big emotions, you do want to think about hiring someone, getting some help, having someone hold the space for you. Yeah. And you get rewarded for doing this work, you know, the healing of these wounds is so powerful and it, you know, it opens up new doors to you, tapping into new frequencies, tapping into higher frequencies. And so, so there is a great reward on the other side of having the courage to really look inside and see what's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really worth doing, doing this work, even if it's uncomfortable. And that's why we often talk about the dark feminine. You know, there's the divine feminine, the light feminine. We also hear about the dark feminine. And dark feminine is just that part of you that is daring to go and have a look at the darkness. And what is uncomfortable and what is scaring you and what has hurt you. And essentially, we are energy beings. And what you're doing is alchemizing that darkness, that fear, that pain into potentially healing gifts for others. Because once you've walked that path, you can help others through it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Oh my gosh, Ale, I've loved your perspective. I love your energy. I love how you. Take us through journeys to understand, understand what it means for us. I'm going to ask you in one second how people can find you and learn more about you and get into your world. Before that, my last interview question for you, if you will, is can you leave our listeners with an invitation? And that is inviting them to do something, be somewhere, inviting them wherever you wish them to go. 
an invitation for their healing journey. If, if that's what you're feeling called towards, yes. <laughs> Maybe I have two invitations then. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. So an invitation for your healing journey, if all of this has been resonating with you, would be to just devote yourself to really honoring how you're feeling, what emotions are coming in. Because your emotions, they are showing the way. They're guides. They're showing you where you're being triggered, activated, where you need healing. And they're going to bring you closer to who you are. You know, we live in a world where we're most of us, unless we've done the work, we feel a bit lost. We don't know who we are. We don't know who we came here to be. We don't know what lights us up because we have been so conditioned and so forced to fit in and do what others expected of us. So start with really honoring, welcoming, feeling all the feels as they are. They are the healers, actually, and you can heal yourself just by honoring your emotions. So that's really my first invitation. Even if you've done a lot of work, like I still, I still go through a lot of things, even though I've done so much work already my whole life, basically. But there are always more layers. There's always more wisdom. And once you've healed, all that you've experienced becomes embodied wisdom and can really become a light for others. So please do that. Yeah. My second invitation is if you want support and guidance in that healing process and stepping into your wisdom and spiritual leadership, I am actually opening a mystery school in September, Mystery School of the Divine Feminine, and I'm doing a nine-month initiation course from September until June, where we are going to dive into those worlds, activating the gifts of the feminine, bringing the sacred back home, increasing your connection with yourself, with spirit, with your purpose. And then also stepping into spiritual leadership, because like I said, when you heal yourself, you can become a healer for others. And there's a lot of work to be done on this beautiful Mother Earth planet. And when you join this container, you actually also get certified as a World Circle facilitator so that you can start to turn on the lights other women. Beautiful. That sounds amazing. And we will leave links to that and other ways to connect with LA in the show notes. So I really invite listeners who are resonating with this to check those links out. And truly, thank you so much. This has been a beautiful episode. I've learned a lot and I always love when that happens and really, really appreciate you sharing your wisdom so generously. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Alisa. as always, I want to thank you, dear listener, for being here with me today and staying until the end. Hey, you get brownie points if you're still hearing my words. Thank you for seeing this all the way through. I'm so grateful for you each and every week. I'm here to serve you. And I always feel your energy with me every time I sit down to hit record. And as always, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to fill your business with soul clients in the next 60 days? Then download my free energy upgrade meditation to amp up your energy frequency, dissolve the doubt, and attract the soul clients you are destined to serve. Find the link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, 
as well as in the show notes. 